0: I'm Megan Hale and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Monday, friends. If you are Just now joining me, this podcast episode is going out a little bit later than usual because I have a teething baby and sometimes (laughs) you have to know how to pick your battles. So priority shift and being super flexible with mamahood and working and all of that good stuff. So yesterday was Mother's Day And it was my first Mother's Day, so that was pretty special. And I was thinking last night, I was like, what do I feel called to talk about on the podcast today? And I was thinking back to some of the most powerful work that I've done with my clients over the years. And it's interesting because a lot of my clients come to me because they either want to improve their relationship with themselves or they want to have a better romantic relationship. And what's really interesting about this is that when we get into the work, there's usually always some sort of family of origin relationship piece that needs to be rewritten, healed, or expanded upon for them to have the relationship they want with themselves or for them to have the romantic relationship that they know that they deserve. So one of the things that has come up quite often is looking at our relationship with our mother. And there is this thing called a mother wound which basically is some sort of hurt that we're carrying from childhood that needs to be addressed and healed so we can move forward, right? Because without this, we carry this, <clears throat> this wound with us into adulthood, and this can really kind of impact the way that we're showing up for ourselves and with other people. So I wanted to start here. Um, you know, when we're looking at family of origin stuff, like this is so major. Um, If you've listened to my transgenerational family patterns episode, I start to kind of tease apart, like how important these stories are that we create when we are little girls or little boys. And our parents are some of our first, first role models of what it means to be loved, um, what it means to receive love. And Our little minds usually make up a story around what we think we need to do in order to receive love, and most importantly, who we think that we need to be. So, if we don't ever go back and look at the beliefs that we're carrying, the stories that we're carrying around that, we could be walking through this world with a very skewed idea of who we think we need to be. And here's here's where it's really important. Because anytime we think we need to be somebody different than we are, we're carrying around a message that we're not enough as we are, okay? So it's really, really crucial to go back and, and look at this stuff and make sure that there's no story that needs to be rewritten. There's no healing that needs to be done. There's no wound that you're carrying. And I think that we all have stuff we have to unpack from our family. In fact, there has not been one single person that I've interacted with And that this is professionally or personally, that hasn't had family of origin stuff that they needed to look at, address, heal, rewrite, and unpack and tease apart a little bit for them to be a fuller expression of who they are. So, if this is you, know this is totally normal for somebody that cares about self actualization, who cares about being their best self, who cares about being their full expression in the world. Us looking at our stories that we're carrying is one of the healthiest and most empowering things that we can do for ourselves, not only for our happiness, but expanding into like our potential and realizing our dreams. Like this stuff is so interconnected. I can't even tell you. So, here's the thing. We all have different relationships with our parents, and everybody has a different parenting style, and so the things I'm going to be sharing in today's episode, I really kind of want you to take them kind of with a grain of salt because your relationship with your mother is so individual and unique. But my hope is that by sharing a little bit of my story and pointing out a few things that I have uncovered with clients that you can apply this to your relationship with her. Okay. So one of the things that I know about our maternal relationship is that this is a really big piece of how we cultivate a sense of enoughness. And if we don't feel like we were ever seen, or heard or appreciated for who we are, there's a piece of us that will always question, am I really enough as I am? Receiving validation and approval from our parents is huge, and honestly, I don't think we ever outgrow that desire of wanting to have a close, loving relationship with our parents, of wanting them to be happy for us, of wanting to know that we're living a life that they are proud of and that they approve of, and this is a little bit different. Like When I talk about approval and validation, I'm not really talking about it in like the typical sense, because I think... What we're really looking for is for us to be our true selves, right? And for them to acknowledge and see us for who that person is. This is how we start to feel valued. And when we don't get this from our parents, it can be extremely, extremely difficult for us to learn how to move forward without that. But it can be done. It can be done. You know, I've worked with some clients whose mothers are not in a place to do their own inner work. They aren't in a place where they're even self-aware of what they need to change in order to have healthier relationships. They might be stuck in toxic patterns such as um, drug or alcohol abuse or even personality issues that really interfere with their ability to see themselves from an objective place and also see their children from an objective place. And it can feel so frustrating when you are totally awake and self-aware and you're doing your own inner work and you're aware of these you know, very toxic um, dynamics and relationship dynamics and you're, you want to do the work, you want to do the healing, but your parent is just not there. And like what I mean, they're not there, that can come in two different phases, right? They're either not at a point where they're willing to do the work and look at themselves and how they're contributing to the relationship dynamic, or they are physically not there. Like they're not even willing to be in a relationship with you. And this is one of the biggest hurts that I see is when our parents aren't even willing to be in a relationship with us. How do we forgive and let go and let them do them and us do us? while still needing that piece of approval and wanting to make our parents proud. Like this is such a piece of who we are as humans. Right. And so what you'll find is that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance. Like on one hand, you really want this person to not matter to you, but there's that inner child part of you that just can't let that go. Like it's such an insatiable need. Right. And so we have to honor that. We have to honor that. And what I have found that's been really helpful in this kind of situation is we have to learn how to love our parent for who they are, which can be really, really hard when they aren't somebody that we need them to be. And when we feel like they are really measuring up short and they did not show up for us, right, There's, there can be a lot of grief, there can be a lot of resentment. And so learning to love that person for who they are can be incredibly hard. And there's also this other part of we have to learn to become the person we always needed. So we have to actually learn how to parent ourselves and create that positive inner self-dialogue, right? Um, that encouraging self-dialogue that we really needed from our parents, but maybe might not have gotten, okay? So... You know, the the interesting thing about my relationship with my mom is we kind of always had a codependent relationship growing up. Um, She was very involved with my life, and I think she always wanted the best for me. But the problem was is that her version of the best for me was different than my own, and so we wanted different things, for for my life and for me and it took me a long time to give myself permission to know that it was okay to want different things than what my mom wanted for me and this is kind of this process of like individuation of when we kind of start to separate ourselves from our parents and when, we start living for ourselves versus what our parents want for us. And this can feel really, really scary. You can bring up a lot of like voices of self-doubt of like, oh my gosh, like, will they still love me? Will they still be proud of me? Will they still approve of me if I choose to go in this different direction, right? And one of the ways that this shows up majorly is in career choices or romantic partnership choices. <laughs> um, when our parents disagree with either of these two choices that we're making for ourselves, we can come up with a lot of resistance and we're going to have to work through that. But one of the biggest freedoms that I've given myself is knowing that it's okay for me to have different values than my parents. And it's okay for me to have different beliefs than my parents and different doesn't mean wrong or less than it just means different. And I think one of the things that comes up a lot, um, especially like growing up is there's a lot of messages in our society that mom knows best, right? And so it's kind of easy to default to that of really leaning on your mother to make decisions for you or to kind of guide you in the right direction. And what this does on a subconscious level is it puts your power outside of yourself. And so as you kind of grow up and you do this healthy individuation, what you find is that you have to take your power back and you have to start making the decisions that are best for you because you're the one that lives with these decisions, not your mom right? So learning how to have like healthy separation from a codependent relationship, oh my gosh, this is like a few years of work um, to really get to this place where you feel like it's okay and that everyone's going to survive and be okay. So for me, this process really looked like starting to make my own decisions for myself and not needing my mom to approve of them or really agree with them but to ask her to trust me that I knew what was best for me. And over the years of doing this again and again and again and again, what ended up happening is not only did I cultivate deeper trust in myself, but my mom started to trust me more too, that I did know what was best for me, right? Now, still to this day, (laughs) we always joke because on her tombstone, we say it's going to say, well, if I were you, because this is my mom's way of kind of interjecting her viewpoints, her thoughts, her perspectives on things, usually without me asking her to do, which I think a lot of moms do, right? Because they want to guide us. They want to know that You know, they're, they see this vision for us. And I don't know if that ever really totally goes away, but being able to be open and hearing this perspective and then still, still stay true to you. That's like one of the most gratifying things in the world because you realize you can hold space for who your mom is and what her dreams are for you while still staying true to who you are and the dreams that you have for you and realizing it is perfectly okay for this to be different. You can have different values. So things certain things can be more important to you than they are to her and vice versa. Certain things can be more important to her than they are to you, right? And it's okay to have different beliefs. And this has been a really big piece of spiritual development for me and spiritual maturity of cultivating my own belief system that's different than my parents. And that's created a whole lot of resistance and fear too. And even some conflict from time to time, but we've all kind of learned to hold space for each other that we can be different and it doesn't mean wrong. So this is kind of the way I've kind of healed some of my mother wounds, uh, really understanding that first of all, my mom has done the best that she could, just like I'm gonna do, just like your mom did, and just like you're going to do if you have kids. There's going to be things that I totally screw up for my son, and it's not gonna be ill intended. It's gonna come from a very good loving place but understanding we will never be the perfect parent for our children just like our parents will never be the perfect parent for us right there's always going to be things that they fall short on and it's not going to be a conscious decision it's a personality difference it's an upbringing difference it could be a belief difference a value difference what have you so learning to see our parents through the viewpoint that they're really doing the best that they can and they did the best that they could is so healing and helping to kind of relieve Release some of this, and even if you're in a situation where the relationship with your mother is toxic, like she's not in that place to be self aware, she's not in that place to look at herself or to shift her personality dynamics or any toxic patterns that she has going on in her life, whether that be codependency with another person, um, drug or alcohol abuse, whatever those patterns are, but really seeing her through the lens that she's doing the best she can, even if you know she's capable of so much more this belief this belief allows some of that healing work to be done and when we get to see our parents for who they are and let them be who they are this is a really big gift for ourselves for ourselves and the problem is is when we have a parent who cannot show up for us to deal with this pain on kind of a daily basis, whether you choose to block that out or hold space for it, whatever way that you are choosing to confront that and experience this, the part that I think is incredibly difficult is to keep this air of hope that things could be better, that things can change, but also knowing that that's not in your power to control. And that can be really hard. So there's grief around that, right? There's grief when we feel that we see something that's possible, but we know that it's out of our power to change or control. There's always grief associated with that. So coming to kind of this healthy place within yourself of knowing what your limits are can be so incredibly helpful for helping you move forward with a relationship that kind of feels like it hasn't done its healing work yet. Because you have to go on and a positive healing place for yourself. And that can be really difficult to arrive to on your own. So I just kind of wanted to bring this up because, you know, a lot of times when I get into the work with my clients on relationship stuff, it always comes back to a family origin of issue in some way, shape, or form, whether that's with mothers, um, fathers, siblings, or somebody that they had a very strong relationship with because these are our earliest imprints, Of how to be in a relationship with others and I think going back and looking at this stuff peeling away some layers looking at your relationship that you have now and noticing if there's any anywhere that needs to shift anywhere that needs to grow any healing that needs to be done can be so healthy and freeing for you and creating healthier love for yourself moving forward so I'd love to hear from you you know we talked about a lot of things in this episode Um, some of it's tough some of it is really tough especially if you're one of, in one of those situations where that's the, there's that toxic pattern going on that is out of your control. Oh, man, that is so difficult. But I know that there's hope with this stuff. And I know that there's a way of being in the world where you can create as much healing as possible for yourself around this and learning to accept apologies that you've never received. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff here in forgiveness, release, letting go, seeing somebody for who they are, and knowing that they're doing the best they can. That doesn't mean that everything is okay and what they're doing or not doing is okay, but that they're working in their capacity right now. And sometimes that in and of itself can be a really freeing realization. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I would love to hear from you, what came up for you um, with your family of origin, your early memories of your relationships, and If you've had an experience of healing your own mother womb, of coming to this place, of cultivating a healthy relationship with your mom today where you get to be a fully functioning individualized adult, and she does too, and hopefully that has created a really beautiful foundation for y'all to develop a friendship. Uh, I think that's the, the last stage of, you know, growing up is that our parents can become our friends. And... That's been a really beautiful journey for my mom and I, and it's still, it's still unfolding to this day. You know, Um, I still think that we have different visions for, you know, my life, but really learning how to honor myself and to trust myself the most. Has been some of the best work that I've done. So, if you're in a place where you want to trust yourself more fully, if you're in a place where you want to look at some of this family of origin stuff, if you're struggling having the relationship with yourself that you want or having a romantic relationship that you know you deserve, I want you to reach out to me and let's talk about doing some one on one coaching together. I love this stuff. I think the way that we relate to ourselves and others is foundational for how we relate to the world. That's all tied to how we expand into our potential, how we go after our dreams, how we create happiness and joy and have a healthy idea of love that makes us feel seen, supported, important. So much stuff is tied up in here, you guys. And I'm, I'm honored to hold space for you to do some very transformational, powerful work. So I'm gonna put a link down in the show notes for you to check that out. Thank you so much for being patient with me today with this podcast episode being out a little bit late but you have to go where you're needed and reprioritize and shift and be flexible. So as a reminder, I'm talking about some of those tools and an enoughness challenge that's starting today by my dear friend, Makita Pennycook. I'll put a link down in that in the show notes as well. So definitely make sure to check that out. We're gonna be covering six areas of enoughness and I know that you will find a lot of great value in that. So I will talk to you guys in a couple of days for Transformational Thursday. Bye.